Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache, the weekly dose of spiritual and metaphysical insights and information for navigating the soul path. Listeners are invited to call into the show for a reading or with questions and comments. Call 347-539-5122 and press 1 on the keypad. Also, join the Sacred Space of Empowerment live chat. To create a username, register with Blog Talk Radio. It's great to connect with all of you here. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to Awakenings. Uh, if you're new to the program, I am your host, your pilot, your guide, Michelle Mache, and we've got the co-pilot, co-host in the chat room, the sacred space of empowerment room that grounds the energy. Um, and of course, the caller, all of you actually are co-create, we're all co-creating this. So everyone has their part uh, in this wonderful soul playground um, that we call Awakenings. And uh, always great to hear, be here. Um, if you do have a question or a comment, please press one on the keypad. If you're rustling around, surfing around and you want to call in and you don't know the number, that number is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122 and press 1 on the keypad. Um, Great program today. We're going to be diving in um, with Kelly uh, Sullivan Walden and talk about dreams and the unexplainable. Um, she is amazing. She's got a few books out. She's been on the program before. So I did have some dream questions come in from uh, email, and I think I'm going to hold that back and see if um, Kelly is willing to uh, dive in. And uh, I love having uh, her on. And so we're going to get her perspective and talk. A lot of people, I've gotten some uh, emails as well as on Facebook, people saying, dreaming more and so we're going to find out from her perspective why that is I know metaphysically it's because there's a lot more bleed through right now to other dimensions into the realm of the etheric plane before things manifest and it's nudging us all to become more magnetic and to use the subconscious mind that's how we get into the collective unconscious and infinite mind you know the innate intelligence of the universe don't say universes, um, is through that subconscious, getting out of the local mind, the, pro, the, the beta mind, beta consciousness. So through meditation, through the power of affirmative prayer, uh, putting our attention on our intention, get, working with the subtle energy. That's why I'm a biggie. Working with the subtle energy is the key. And uh, we have also had, some of you have heard me talk about it before, but Dr. Maynard, who was on, in his book, he's a um, quantum physicist. He talks about the subtle realms or subtle energy and how important it is. It's going to be more and more important to learn how to access that aspect of our being and life itself. And this is realms of things like Reiki. This is realms of different types of energy work, right? Definitely psychic, psychic work, channeling. You know, this is the realm of it attuning yourself, like just like a, into a different frequency. And part of this is, by the way, is because we are getting so much information. And as a hypnotherapist, um, 
you know, board certified and a fellow of and PhD in, um, you know, I've studied a lot and from some very, very, you know, uh, astute and experienced uh, teachers, well-trained, but also a lot of experience, um, is why is this becoming more and more, you know, there's so much you can do, whether it's healing of cancer. I've worked with cancer patients where the imagery you know, the, the the tumor went away or was dissolved or got smaller, you know, the, the effects of the chemo didn't happen. Or, you know, we do a, a medical hypnotherapy script to keep the, in surgery to keep the wound dry so there's not over bleeding. And then the doctor telling my client, I don't know what you did, but you recovered so quickly and the, the wound stayed nice and dry so we didn't have over bleeding. It was, you know, and you were more relaxed. Um, by the way, with that it was wonderful. They let him bring his, um, I think at the time it was a, a Walkman or an MP3, remember MP3 players or a little CD player? He brought a CD player a la 90s, early 2000, right? The CD players. Um, they let him bring it into surgery. So why I share this is, is because it is, it's a time for all of us Whatever level you're at, there's always more to recognize and realize. The magnificence, not just of who we are, but what we are, what we actually are. And, and we're going to be, we're going to be uh, finding this out more and more as we're living more and more in that meditative state. I don't know about you, but I've been uh, a lot more into uh, deeper meditations, uh, like I did years ago when I had my one of my bigger, oh, you know, huge awakenings. <laughs> one of the granddaddies of them um, thrust into the spirit realm and, you know, channeling and everything. Um, but I'm just feeling that call, you know. And what did Jason Gregory we had on the other day or last week, uh, the author of Fasting the Mind, called it that call from bliss or ananda. And it's also grace. It's the call of the Shakti, right? Kundalini energy. It's the call from uh, the Holy Spirit, which holy just means wholeness and spirit. We know what the spirit is. That spiritual nature is calling us. Um, so whatever whatever term or vernacular you want to use or whatever belief or principles or religion you're coming from or philosophy, it's all the same stuff. That's what I want to say. It's all of the same stuff. And that's what people are kind of realizing. You know, I don't care. The Holy Spirit, grace, prana, shakti, spirit, spirit energy, touching my soul, feeling my heart opening. Um, yeah. Hello, everyone in the chat. Good to see all of you in that sacred space of empowerment. I do see everyone in the, um, in the phone lines. Hello, hello. Walking over here to get my water right now. Um, yeah, that number three four seven five three nine five one two two. I'm going to be diving in, doing readings. Normally, I do also dream interpretation, which I'm trained in um, Jungian and Sonoma. But since we have Kelly here, who is uber expert, I think I'm going to wait. So if you have dream questions, let's see if uh, I believe she's open per her post on Facebook. She's open to talking dreams. 
So getting back to it, as the veil is getting thinner, or the veils, there's many veils, many layers, we're feeling more. And it said the soul, one of the main ways the soul speak to, speaks to, uh, to us is through when we expanded our consciousness, meaning going into the higher self aspect of our being, less duality, but through our dreams. Messages, signs, symbols, you know, if we not only learn how to interpret them, but take the time and also take the time to become less running around busy because then you will get rehashed dreams where you're just rehashing the day, you know, or working on, you know, day-to-day problems, which can be, you know, that's fine as well. But when you learn to create the space more, which is what I've been saying, and of course, Jason Gregory of Fasting the Mind was saying that as well, you guys really try it. I mean, you know, I have to admit for myself, I, even though I would regularly, you know, there's a difference between your kind of having just a regular meditation and, and opening or calling up to spirit the spiritual energy, you know, there's a difference. And those of you that have done it, you know, you feel it. It's palpable. You can feel it. You can taste it. You just, you feel the opening happening. And and it doesn't happen all the time. And, you know, my some of my greatest teachers and gurus, uh, one of them, Muktananda and Guru Mai, they would say, you know, don't get attached to that. It was like seeing the blue pearl. I remember everyone wants to see the blue pearl in meditation. I tried and I tried and I tried. And then one time I saw the blue pearl, was revealed to me and saw it a few times and then never again. You know, it's like, so as humans, we get attached to phenomenon. And, but it, but phenomenon is fun and it is a part of us. It's an aspect of us, of the divine all that is, coming in some kind of form to, to guide us, to lead us, to give us a confirmation. I would say right now, all of you start asking more for that. I am so... Uh, not only dedicated but impassioned about, you know, living this this type of lifestyle that I'm doing my, you know, my monthly teleworkshops are focused on this, how to align, tune into the energy, you know, the subtle energy, how to become more intuitive. You know, I'm starting another one. This Saturday, um, it's on Eventbrite. It's, it's called Envision where we're going to be doing some visioning. And it's, it's not only how to reach these transcendent states, but um, I'll put it in the chat. It's on Eventbrite. Or you can email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Or better yet, sign up for my bloggy, my monthly bloggy, uh, Soul Playground. You can go there, sign up, and you'll get um, info on that, uh, what's coming up as well. But you know, a lot of people that say, oh, I don't know how to, how do we do this? How do we live like this? What is the new way of living? Some people write it in a book. Um, You know, some people, um, you know, teach and share it. And I I love transmitting the energy and setting up the situation for people to have their own experience. I'm not going to say I give the experience. Some people say, oh, you give it. No, I, I know the techniques. I know how to set up the situation within a, you know, a session, a healing one-on-one or within a group setting that you have that experience of who you are, you know, the truth of who you are, that you have your own transcendent experience. So I'm simply setting up the conditions. And those that are participating, you know, on some degree are co-creating it or agreeing to it and setting it up. And... To me, it's like a great 
dinner party, you know, you don't make people have the dinner party. You don't say, oh, you gave us a great dinner. You, you set up there's the lighting, what kind of music, you know, nice ambient, chill music, whatever. Maybe if it's going to be dancing later, but you don't start out with boom, 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 dance. You know, you start out maybe with some, for me, some international music, you know, maybe some French, you know, <laughs> Spanish, <laughs> my chill, you know, you, you know, whatever, the right, the right hors d'oeuvres, the right whatever. Um, and maybe, and you're aware of the people that are coming over, so you know what kinds of foods, what kind of, you know, beverages. I, you don't have huge bright lights on, spotlights. There's the lighting. Do you have your lights on in the outside in the patio? You know, you guys know. But that's the earth plane. That is the beauty of being in this dimension is, is the central realm, is the senses, and us connecting there. You know, the power of touch. We will get to a place, and some of us are there already, where you feel the subtle energy all the time. You're getting those downloads all the time. You're getting what's coming up, bits and pieces. We'll never get the whole picture exactly. Sometimes we do get big picture, but how to get there or the details are held out and then given bit by bit to guide us, you know, through synchronistic, you know, connections, magic helpers, synchronistic events. And, and being being open. If you're open, this is why years ago I did that post I did on inspiration. I said you have to be open to it. If you're not open to the inspiration, if your heart is closed, your mind is closed, your fist is closed, you can't receive. So some, for some of you, and I feel it's a renewable, I renew myself to this all the time. Sometimes I get, oh, God, it's hard. I'm still here. Now I'm back here. Why is this happening? Why is this not happening? Why is it moving slowly? you got to go there. you got to convince a bit. But then go back into what inspires me. Let me be open to inspiration. It can come through your dreams. It can come through a poem, something you hear, you read, you see, something you feel, a flash of insight. But you literally on the ego level you have to open up to it. You have to be willing to receive and hear things differently as well as hearing the same things said to you differently. So it's really to get to our next level, we need to open. We need to open up. We need to be, that's what awareness is. Awareness is openness. What is meditation? It's the awareness of, all, of what it is. You've got dhyana or what vipassana. Everybody talks about vipassana, mindfulness. It's being mindful of what is. It's being in the moment with whatever is. It's not resisting it, not trying to change it. It's awareness of what is. Then you put the pranayama or breath control, breath awareness. You get samadhi or oneness. Um, and, And from that oneness, once, we, once we're in the oneness, once we're connected in the oneness, then we can see what happens. Then we can get the messages. But if we're trying to resist or change something without trying to un, being able to understand it, it's not going to happen. You know. So understanding and, and moving into that oneness, subconsciously we begin to understand. We don't, it doesn't even have to be a cognitive process, like now I need to understand this situation. The very fact of not resisting something, the answers will come through you from your intuition. The answers will come through you. 
what blocks a lot of times the answers is we're resisting. And resistance is part of growth on a human level. That's why they have growing pains. Or they say you go two steps forward, you know, one step back. Or two steps forward, three steps back, five steps back, and six steps forward. There is, because every resistance, every time you go back a little bit, we call it in psychology regressive pull. When you get pulled back, you, you mentally and emotionally consolidate. Right? Just like it happens with dieting, happens with working out, you plateau. Oh, so a regressive pull isn't necessarily, you don't go back all the way unless you keep doing the, the regressive behavior. You keep doing the undermining behavior. But a little pullback means you're consolidating. You know, the body-mind system is rebalancing where, where it has more of the new and less of the old, right? There's this, this winding out of something and winding into something. Sometimes it's so subtle that we don't notice it. And, you know, we, we don't think things are happening, but they're happening on such a subtle level, you know, or they may be happening more in the material plane for us or maybe spiritually, and they're not yet manifested materially yet. Or for some of you that are working with body issues, maybe it hasn't manifested yet physically. But it does, and this is where we all, let's make a little pact that we all will help each other remember this. This is where the magic comes in, right? Um, We have to remind each other, you're more than this. You know, have a cry, have a scream, have a journal, have a, you know, pity party. And then, whoop, remember, uh, not only this too shall pass, because it does, but remember the truth of who you are. Remember to do some visioning. Ah, remember to meditate. Remember, what are your dreams telling you? Okay, remember to use your dreams. Remember, maybe do dream reentry. Maybe have a little nap. Meditate, have a little nap. You know, maybe remember to keep to do your writing in the morning or at night. Maybe do your morning pages. Write out what you need to know. Remember to look. Remember to look around. What are the signals? And I had something the other day because I've been going through some uh, my own little growth pains and changes and some having to do with relationships, some with some stuff with my turning points in my career, what am I else am I working on with the, the media and stuff. And I got some messages. And sometimes you get messages and you're going, okay, I'm getting the same messages. Is that really true? Is that my fancy imagination? I mean, imagination is good, but is it imagination? Am I imagining what's happening or imagining what I want to have happen? Am I just wishing it, or you know, but is it actually happening? And I stumbled upon this online, I don't know, YouTube reading. And boom, it was right on. And I was, and how I knew is when I was listening to this reading, I just clicked on these cards. I was in this space. I could feel myself expand into the subtle energy. I could feel my higher self there present. I felt connected to my soul. My heart was open. And there was a palpable feeling. That's what I want to share with also with all of you is that when you're getting information that is true, that is aligned, you're going to, I'm getting my decaf somewhere, come on out. Just heat it up. You're going to you're going to feel some of you goosebumps, you know, confirmation bumps, whatever. You're going to have the feeling, even if it's something that's difficult or challenging or you don't really want to do, you're going to have a little sense of relief, like, oh gosh, that's right. Just like when you have a great conversation with someone and you go, oh, they get me, 
So one of the things I want to say in this time of a lot of changing, remember to use your tools, remember to reach out. This is the time to do more inner work, to do the workshops, do the teleworkshop, have your own groups. This is the time to gather, get together, reach out to a friend and have how are you doing, what are you doing, and, and then remember who you are, who we are, remember your tools. This is the time because we are in a chaotic time that's going to become even more chaotic, especially after the, after the summer months. Um, especially on the geopolitical realm, the, the realm of what we've seen, a lot of people think that we can't, we're not having any influence, but we are by consciousness and what we choose, where we choose to put our time, our energy, whether it's time, physical energy, focus, money, say so, whatever. That, so we do, we do have a lot to share and a lot to say. And so surround yourself I call them conscious playmates, but, you know, open for magical helpers, those people that come in at the right time. You know, sometimes they're not even people you know. Um, but, but open up to being around more people that are supportive of the truth of who you are, of the remembering. Not the small little dot, the little contamination, not the, not the problem, but the solution. But that they can, I don't, it's not about going into a spiritual bypass it, it, it's it's not about um, you know I saw something on Facebook the other day and I was just and I didn't get into it I was just mortified um, somebody's been going through cancer and I sent them some uh, of my scripts that I had done working with cancer patients and uh, for pain management and people were just and they're just newbies in it's heart and they're like oh think this thought or if you did this or you did that um, you know this wouldn't be happening or it's just pain or your body is going, you know, I'm like, no, when you work in this field long enough, you realize things are not black and white. And just because somebody gets ill, it's not always a reflection in consciousness or what they're doing. It sometimes is a very experience. There's a reason for that experience. And again, that's the wise person that knows, is it something I did or I'm doing? Is it lifestyle choices? Or is this actually part of my path? You know, there might be some confluence there or not. So these judgments, you know, let the judge start letting the judgments fall and look and see where can I connect? Where can I really feel myself, compassion for myself, you know, the, the love, and for this other person, what they're going through? And can I offer something, you know? And so anyway, uh, nice sharing with all of you. Let's get to callers. Uh, we've got 203-285, higher on air. Hello, hello. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it a lot. You're very welcome. And what's um, your question? I have a question about um about this this dream, right? Um I had a dream a few months ago. Well, you know, it's it's a series of dreams. But I've been dreaming about this 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 woman and um She's a real woman too. I've 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 met her through social oh, you media. Know her? Yeah, okay. we met through social media in real life, and I um and I feel a deep connection with her as far as my intuition and what the dreams has been telling me is she's you know she's my significant other, and um right now we're we're planning on meeting up sometime next month. 
because she's she's supposed to be doing a, a Reiki session on me. And um uh-huh. right now she's just waiting on me to give the green light because I told her out of respect that I want to be more grounded before I meet her and things like that before she do a session on me. But the dreams that I've been having has been keeping me, you know, um, content up until this time. Like the first dream I had about her, she was in white. Me and her was kissing. Mm. I had another dream about her. Me and her was okay. On the phone let me let me. So. Okay, good. Now let me let me um uh let, let me just interject here and give me your first name, please. Troy. Troy. Okay, cool. Okay, so this gets into, and I'm sure Kelly will talk on this a bit, um, where I feel like with dreams, it's, first of all, the dreams, especially if even if it's a person that you know, that's obviously representing that person, but it's also representing an aspect of a part of you. So significant other they can be, they're going to be obviously significant, and they already are. The next, the, the going to be together or marry or live together or be this or that, that's left in the unfolding. Sometimes I feel we do get those messages, but I feel we have to be very emotionally clear. We have to not jump in with that right away and look at what is this person bringing out in you? What's the reflection there? You know, what are they doing on their own that you're seeing them as their own individual but for you, how are they representing perhaps an aspect of your the inner feminine within you, you know, the, the magnetic aspect? Maybe the healer, they do Reiki. It could be a call for you to also, you know, not just receive that, but connect to that within yourself, you know, that, that healer. So as humans, we do tend to project a lot. That's, and that's part of these relationship. Whatever the relationship is, there's a certain amount of projection. That gets us out of ourselves, interested in someone else. And then at some point, we begin to perceive more. So I feel for you, some of it, you, what you could be also getting is flashes. I get, I get this sometimes of scenarios that you're going to be in. Now, remember, because on some level, everything is happening now, past, present, and future. It's just we have this thing called past, present, and future, and, you know, time is the vehicle of change or unfolding or manifesting. Right. But sometimes, you know, things have already happened. I know a lot of times before I, when I'm doing a teleworkshop, people say, oh, my God, you were working on me, or you said this in a dream, exactly what you're saying now, and it's like because we've already met etherically before we materially come together. So you could be getting scenarios that have already happened or a heads up that they're happening or they're happening other dimensionally. Um, what I would suggest to you is that you keep track of it, get it out of your mind, you know, first and foremost, to keep it less out of the, to move it in from the projection and mirroring to, to take the empowerment is look and see what this person's representing to you and how can you integrate that on your own in your life? What's the, the call? What's significant to you? And then keep a running record of this, of, of what's happening so that it gets out of the mind, you know, and they'll get some, it gets onto the paper and there's some objectivity. And bring it into I'll the realm of actual ex- Good. Perfect. Then you're doing the right thing, Troy. You're doing the right thing. All right. Yep. Thanks for calling in. And we've got Kelly coming on a little bit, like, uh, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. Okay? So stay tuned. All right, Troy? Hang with us. Thank you. Okay, nine one four four seven one. You're on air. 
Hi, Michelle. Um, thank you for taking my call. I, I really enjoy your Hi. show and especially thank your you. opening comments. Um, oh, that really thank helps. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, good. <clears throat> What's your first name? My first name is Cynthia. Hi, Cynthia. Hi. And um, Hi. Yep. So uh, my husband died of cancer six months ago on uh, Monday. Mm. And I, yeah, and I took care of him um, for the three years when he was diagnosed. So, um, and now I'm starting to look for a job. And I'm just trying to figure out if there's any specific field the energy says for me to go in right now, or should I go back to project management, which I was in. And I am mm-hmm. quite hooked in spiritually. I'm sitting in the chair yeah, in the corner where he passed away. And um, mm-hmm. I, I'm feeling more of my dreams. And I'm just yeah. wanting to see if there was any stronger direction because uh, my mother-in-law yeah. has been quite mean to me. And I know this is only a short minute call, but if you have any uh, insight, I'd, I'd appreciate it. Okay. The first thing I get is that the, the, that you're weary and you need to rest. So if you can go back to the the managing or something, whether full or part-time, that you already okay. know that you don't have to think about. And then it's okay. the time. I see a little vacation, even if it's a road trip, just get by the pool and relax get under the cabana and relax um, because you've really been, um, and I feel the resistance with the mother. I can feel it. That, that's that been like a, a ongoing battle and pull. Yeah. Um, you need some psychic space, you know, meaning from the psyche, but in heart space just to kind of, you know, un, you know, relax and unfold and unpack everything that you've gone through literally. Um, and speaking of that, I do feel like there could be some, it's interesting, getting rid of stuff or unpacking. There's some changes in the household that it's, it's showing that are going to be um, coming up for you. Um, are you aware of that? Well, Have yeah, I mean, there's yet? stuff here I can throw out. Yeah, there's stuff I can easily throw out some of his stuff and unpack it. Yeah, you, you're going to be doing that. And then I feel there's some other um Getting rid of yeah you, you yeah you need to do that. And there's some other getting rid of stuff. I, I, I don't know. I see furniture being moved around. Um, okay. The keep to your path. What you're doing with the connecting spiritually in that opening. I feel for you um, forms of any form of meditation, mantra, even being in part of a meditation group. You may even do something like that down the road. Um, okay. There's, that part is really calling you, your spiritual essence, the spiritual aspect of your being, not only wants to replenish, you know, fill up, you know, reconnect more to that part, but it's also what sustains you, the faith, you know. So you have that to share or to give to others. I feel it's two to three years until you're going to really know where do I want to go with this or what do I now want to do with this. Even things like writing and some of it's journaling, but I feel like there could even be a book involved about how do you get through situations like this where it is bleak, dark. How what what is the light at the tunnel, the dark night of the soul? What guided you? What got you through? You have a lot of inner strength, and you have the ability to not only help people see that 
within themselves, but to tap into that, to feel that, to, to believe that they, that they too have that. So you do have such a, um, a gift with that. So something of that nature I do feel will be coming through for you. But right now it's saying don't push all that. Let yourself integrate from the situations that you've just gone through. Okay. That makes sense. Right, Cynthia, does that? Yep, yep, that helps a great deal, Michelle. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. All right. Well, good to connect with you. And um, all right, Cynthia. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, hi, 804-898, you're on air. Yeah, hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Michelle? How are you? Oh, that's great, okay. that's great. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, listen, okay, real quick, I, um, my name is Mike. Okay, Mike. Michael, but everybody calls me Mike. Um, okay. I am calling because I am, uh, I wanted to know if you, if you see anything as far as my relationship goes with my wife. We've been uh, we've been going through some things lately, and uh, I kind of feel as if we're we're going separate ways. Drifting up, drifting apart. Yes. Yeah, and um, you know I I'm I'm not sure um, you know if, if it's worth salvaging or if I need to go in another direction in order to achieve what I wanted to achieve. Mm-hmm. First of all, I heard drifting apart, which you can confirm, yes. And I feel the next message I have for you is that couples do drift apart, but they can come back together. You're, you're just having more space. And and when you've been with someone for a long time, there can be, you know, things that were bypassed, resentments um, that build up, which I feel is kind of the case with you. There's some disappointments on both sides. And so there's been a little bit of like pulling the shoulder back, pulling the shoulder away, away. That now the you know the body goes away, shirking. There's been a little bit of shirking away, um, you know, for for a while now. And so you're getting that. I I don't feel that being with someone else is going to solve this. I feel both of you are working on deep intimacy issues with yourself and with each other. That means being really real with yourself of what you, where you're going through, what's your disappointment, like really get real. Like that hurt my feelings. Or I guess I had this expectation and it didn't happen. Or I see that you really need this. What do you, what do you think I need? What do you think I'm doing? You know, this can, are you open to hearing what I see you doing? So I feel unbeknownst to the two of you, but known on a soul level, you're meant to go deeper into your own life. And it's not going to happen from meeting another person. It's going to happen by you going there yourself, yourselves, and Uh witnessing witnessing what happens. So sometimes a extra space in a relationship isn't a bad thing. It's what you, it's what you do with it. And unfortunately in the mainstream society, mainstream consciousness, we're not taught that that's natural Yet the clients and friends that I that I have that I have clients and friends that I've had that are older than me that have been married you know when you hear forty fifty years sixty years they tell me times like that sob and I'm like what oh yeah he pissed me off you know for and I'm like oh granny really okay yeah or yeah. Or I or and one of the other things one of my other friends said that after 
and every and I did a poll a few years ago, about five six years ago, and every relationship that was married and the criteria had to be at least fifteen years, but the medium range was between twenty five and thirty. They all said you're going to go through things that you don't think you're going to be able to get through, and you get through. And these uh-huh. were some people were spiritual, some people were not, and times of being less together. It could be by one being very busy or both being very busy or one being in a grumpy or one lost their job and so they were more depressed or they were more this or that and, you know, one was scaling. So I feel that with the two of you. I feel that it's more about the two of you individually and then what you bring together. And there's hurt. There's a lot of hurt and disappointment that – individually in your lives, but as a couple that you have to address um, because it will just be brought into the next. Now, just quickly, Michael, I want to ask you when you said, do I have to leave this relationship to to something to the effect, do what I really want to do? What is that? What are you meaning by that when you're sharing that with me? Well, um, I'm a uh, very driven person. Um, you know, I have my own business, and, um, you know, I, I delve into different things. Um, I take a lot of risks, and my wife is a, a lot more as far as, uh, um, you know, business and things of that matter are concerned. She's a lot more concerted. And um, right. I, I, in, in, in some sense, I feel like, you know, she's holding me back. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, I, I want to go out and I want to experience different things. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm more on a, 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 a different spiritual path than she is, uh, by the same token. And um, you know, in 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 trying to get her there in the same place, uh, you know, sometimes she listens, but I don't think she's interested, and I, I don't think she's she's in agreement with me. Mm-hmm. That's okay. And ha. Huh confirmation to what I was saying in my reading. This is why I asked you the question. You don't have to get her to go with you. Not all, not one person is all things to us. And she's mm-hmm. actually balancing you. And this is where I feel some of the di- disappointments come in is with the risk-taking. On your end and on her end, when you're doing your things, and she's like, oh, God, here we go again. What's going on here? You know, please, mm-hmm. well, let's right. have the finances secure. So you actually are a good couple. You just have to understand each other better and you find a way to mitigate the risk. Like, um, I'm going to put this amount of money aside to do this venture or this or that, you know. Or I know you don't really understand what I'm doing, but I feel I need to do this. How can I do this in a way that also, you know, you, you that makes you feel a bit better or, you know, more confident? Or you're not going to feel good about this, but this is what I'm doing on my end. So I feel you, this is the whole thing, the path of relationship is really about our, our own spiritual path. It's, it's the, you know, in the Hindu tradition, it's called the householder path, but it's a very sacred path. It's very, it's, it's a lot more difficult. Any of the great masters and gurus will tell you, the spiritual teachers, the householder path is much more difficult than being an ascetic or a monk or a nun because you have to balance your spirituality, your spiritual yearning with everyday living and life and another person. And so we mm-hmm. learn the most. We learn the most via relationship. It's the fastest mm-hmm. track to awareness and consciousness. We're learning through perception and, 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 uh, and projection. So you're on the right path. You've got the right partner. 
it's it's forcing you to look at yourself and your motivations. It's forcing you into your own intimacy of what do you, what's really what is what do you really need, or are you just resisting her or bouncing off of her? You know, and does she need to risk more? You know that I can't. You can't answer that in one. We can't do that now. But that's the question I would pose to you. And get into it with glee. It's a very important part of your your life. It's not the total of your life, but you, there's a lot of spiritual learning. I feel for both of you, and the environment is ripe for that. And I think she'll surprise you. I think she'll surprise you. Sometimes the reason that you can go so high, all of us that take risks, is because you have somebody that, you know, that has that resistance, like air, like flying, right? There's resistance involved. So the wind beneath the wind, you know, the wind beneath the wing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike, thank you for sharing that. Um, thank All you right. for calling in. That's, I'm sure Thank I you. know your question has um, one that many, many people have right now. Keep us right. posted as to your unfolding and how you're doing, okay? Thank you. I will. You're welcome. Bye. Okay. We've got 317744. Hello. Hi. What's your first Hello. name? Savannah. Hey, Savannah. What's your question? Um, pretty much if you have any, like, uh, positive advice or anything that can help guide me. I feel like okay, we'll ask the question and then, situation. okay, okay, what's the question? Um, should I go about selling my house? Hmm, Okay. So I don't want to, not meant to tell you what to do. I, I do feel the inner conflict with it, that you're, a big part of you is saying you want to move on, move forward. And another part is not, is there's not wanting to, it's fearful. So I would say you need to explore that. What's, what's holding you there? Um. I feel like all the reasons why I might want to sell my house is to, you know, I guess the custody battle that I'm dealing with. Um, mm-hmm. So that would help me to get a lawyer. Yeah. Do you feel like that's needed? Mm. Okay, now I see what's happening. Okay. So it, it's looking like, Savannah, it has a lot to do with money, and so you may look at getting an advocate or there's, you know, lawyers that might even do something pro bono or less fee. I wouldn't sell, because I feel like that house is great. You feel very safe, secure. It's like, at least I have this. I don't have to go anywhere. I don't, I'm not getting a strong read, and I think you're getting this intuitively as well, to sell the house. I think it's going to put you more in upheaval and disarray, right? Is that making sense? Uh, more of like a resentment, I guess. I guess. I don't know if that would make any sense. Well, um, it's resentment, but it's also going to throw you into a bit of a bit of chaos of having to look for another place and scramble around. I'm not seeing – you may end up selling anyway – the close of the year or the next year to wanting to, to move on. It feels like there's, I don't know if you want to move near family or friends. It feels like there's a, a place 
calling you where you can get more support. Does that make sense to you? Well, as of right now, the house that I own, it's across the street from my mom. Um, I kind of feel like I stand alone. But you're you're not getting support from... Are you not getting support from her? Um, I know that she's there for me and stuff like that, but not the way that I feel like it's needed as a daughter, me having two daughters of my own. Then it's going to be by friends. Hold tight. See what you could do on the financial realm. I feel that you are going to be moving but I feel like it has to do with support. So it could be due to a job. It could be it could be due to um, people that you meet. They go, oh, come live over by us, or we're over here. Because I feel like the, the the whole the whole crux of what you're asking about is you're needing to get more support. Right now, you feel very safe there, very grounded. Whoops, could you not do that? Because I can't hear. I'm hearing all this noise. Hello. Yes. Yeah, could you not, whatever's going on in the background, it's very distracting. Yeah, there you go. Um, yes, so, boy, you set up a situation. Do you, what about friends of yours? I can feel the pain. Um, Savannah, you really need to get, God, even like a support group, you need to have more support while you're going through this and not feel you have to do it all on your own. You know, all by yourself. I agree. I, I think, we, yeah, I feel if you, I I would say right now the most important thing for you is to get support. And then it's going to be clearer as to the house situation. But right now it's like you're going to, you're going to create a bigger problem for yourself. Then you've got to scramble and find a place and, yeah, you know, packing, unpacking. It's like all this, it's like, What's happening is you're seeing a problem. Something's coming up, and then you're going to the extreme to to solve it because you don't have. That's why you call the show. You're not yet having the support of a sounding board that can help you and guide you. Right? That's what you need right now. So that's what I would suggest that you get. Whether it's you know a, a support group, a therapist, you know a spiritual center, a church, somebody that you know. A lot of times these. Spiritual centers or groups, they or they have group meetings. They have various types of groups or ministries or whatever, you know, that you're looking at. But you desperately need that so you don't get yourself in a situation where you're overwhelmed and too much chaos going on. Okay? I hope that helps you. It does. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're so welcome, Savannah. Take care. Listen to Bye. Okay, much peace. Bye. Okay, I think we have time to squeeze one more in. We've got, uh, is this Queen, a private caller? Oops, not letting me. Hello? It is. One, you one, had one, opened one. me up, and I, I was at the sink. <laughs> Can you hear me? Oh, that was me. Was that wasn't her. <laughs> I <opened it> <laughs> I'm like, who's Rachel? Sorry, Savannah, it wasn't you. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I can hear them. Now I know what it sounds like with me because I'm always moving around um, also. So it got back at me. Uh, I saw in the chat you said you had a dream, a question. Did you want to wait uh, for Kelly to come on? 
Well, whatever whatever you feel. I love Kelly. I love you. So whatever you feel. Maybe let's let let let's let Kelly come forward and and um Yeah, you I have, always have me. I have <laughs> Yes, yeah, and I'm so grateful. I am so blessed. Yeah, let's bring her on and um because I'm here every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific time, so I'll be able to do it and um, get her uh, perspective. Um, do you want to share what it is, or I can I can come back, come back. Oh, I'll come back around. How's that? Does that work for you? That, that works for me. I'll be here. Okay. You'll be here? Okay, good. Okay. Let's see. Now, Thank wait. you. Now I lost it. Queen, I lost. Let's see the switchboard because it only let that's the thing we get so many callers it only lets so many show up okay queen i see where you are i love it okay and see where you are there okay Whew. what a great you guys great callers gosh great questions and great insight i just so feel so lucky and blessed um that that um you all come to this program, and also in the in the chat as well. All right, it is that time. It's our time for our awakenings dialogue, our conscious dialogue. And today we have Kelly Sullivan Walden, um, who's on a mission to awaken the world to the power of dreams. They are so powerful. Uh, she's known as America's premier dream expert. She's the number one best-selling author of six dream books including, let's name them, I Had the Strangest Dream, It's All in Your Dreams, The Love, Sex, and Relationship Dream Dictionary, Dream Oracle Cards, Dreaming Heaven, and Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and Premonitions, which is soon to be released. Um, She's also a certified clinical hypnotherapist, and she's an inspirational speaker. Um, Many of you have seen her, of course, or heard her, of course, on this program, uh, she's been on Dr. Oz, Ricky Lake, The Real, uh, Bethany. Uh, she's been in the Huffington Post, live and coast to coast. And she's been on Awakenings with Michelle Mache, and she's back here again with us. Welcome to the program, Kelly. Hello. Thank you so much, Michelle Mache. How wonderful to be back hey. with you. Oh, I'm so excited, and um, oh, I just too. love your stuff. I sound uh, what was it the other day on Facebook? There's some kind of synchronicity. I don't even remember what it was. I think you were talking to your sister. And anyway, right. I got in the mix of it. And she was in Topanga, or you were in Topanga. I think they were shots of the toenails, the cute uh, pedicures or something. Oh, my anyway. God. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> right. Isn't oh, my. Hilarious? Something very oh, deep, God. deep and philosophical. Yes. Are- like new, yes. new toenails. I think it's all symbolic. <laughs> yes, I do too. And I think it's great that, you know, to be, you know, just regular too. That's, that's just those mm-hmm. kinds of things are, are oh, yeah. important as coming, well. Coming back from Guatemala, mm-hmm. I was so happy to get my toenails done and my nails done. And it's like, oh, I'm a girl again. Oh, my God. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what were you doing there? Because you've been traveling a bit as well, right? If, if I, I saw have, some of your posts I have correctly. Been, yeah. I have a nonprofit organization that I started a number of years ago. Um, it's it, Right now we're calling it Chime In. It, was, it started off as mm. the Dream Project, which still is. And basically we work with underprivileged children, and I connect them with the United Nations goals and ask them 
to become consultants to the UN, basically, by asking them to solve world problems. And when these kids Mm. that by most estimations you think, well, why would you burden these kids? They have enough problems. They live in poverty. They've got really harsh lives. But when they realize, wow, the UN needs me, I thought the UN's goals were only for men in business suits that had many letters mm. after their name. And But a kid like me can help, and I'm like, yes. And I become a bridge, wow. and I help them with their dreams, their ideas, their their inspiration, and I get them sometimes to speak at the UN and to consult with presidents of countries, and and um, and I get them to to connect at a at a really high level. So it's a it empowers them, and we're doing some basic things as well in Guatemala right now, where our our current project is about getting kids that are either orphans or living in extreme poverty to be able to go to school. So that in some way, through education, breaking the cycle of poverty, and it's really mm. exciting to to do this work, and um, it connects with dreams in a way because really it, it all came to me in a dream, and it's it's a dream to get to oh. be able to help people in this way, and and to reconnect them with their larger dreams, and just take them out of the mundane world and bring them up to a higher place. So it's pretty awesome. Mm. I love yes, it's a very awesome. Um, I wanted to ask you, Kelly, what um, a lot of people, and we've got a couple dream callers, and I don't know if you're open to hearing any um, dreams of course. diving into that. Oh, oh that's my favorite thing email, to do. Maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. And oh, Queen, I remember Queen from back in the day when I had my show on Blog Talk, um, Dreams on, or Dreams on Zip, was it? No, it was the D Spot. So I'm I'm excited. I got to hear a little bit oh, of yeah. Queen's voice. So. It'll be fun okay. to do any dreams that anybody has. I'm all up for it. Oh, good. A whole home week. And then we've got an email question that came in on a dream uh, for awesome. you as well. Yes. Now, one of the one thing, uh, before we get to um, listener questions, is uh-huh. what many people are saying, and I, I tend to agree, that their dreams are more vivid now during these times, and especially this, I would say, the last couple years, and it's even been Mm. uh, intensified since the beginning of this year. They're dreaming more, Mm. wanting to know more about their dreams. Their their dreams are more vivid, or or more that's happening in the dream is coming, you know, through or true. Do you have any thought uh, on that? I do. I've got a few thoughts on the subject, um, kind of coming from a few different perspectives. I think the people that mostly are listening to your show, Michelle, are people mm-hmm. that value consciousness, are people that meditate, are people that that follow their intuition. And it seems like it just is the way of it. If you are somebody who lives an intuitive, soulful life, then you're going to have vivid dreams. And the more in tune with your soul you become, the stronger your dreams are going to get, the more amplified they'll get. So I'm not surprised that your audience has is reporting greater dreams. Mm. But on another level, I, I just did an NPR interview on Trump mares <laughs> because I've yeah. heard so many people that have had dreams yeah. about our current presidency and and fears that have come up for them. And, and in some way, it's, I think, because things are so, so extreme. I mean, I think we could look at history mm-hmm. and say, okay, there's never been a dull moment in history ever, for sure, in our country. But I think right now is definitely a pinnacle period where a lot of people oh, yeah. are it's activated in one way or another. On yeah. steroids, yeah. take it up yeah. to the 2.0. 
For yeah. sure. So I think when, when life is extreme, when we're going through a rite of passage, when we're going through something that's emotional, we do, our dreams tend to be louder and more colorful and they are working overtime mm. to help us find our way through these difficult times. So I would give, I would acknowledge our presidency for helping us yeah. have more access <laughs> to our dreams. That's one of the backwards <laughs> blessings that, that is coming from all of this, I think. Okay, that makes sense. And people, I have had people cite the the, the anxiety, um, mm-hmm. you know, due to this the the rever- the presidency and the reverberation from his shenanigans and how it relates to other people's shenanigans across the world. Um, but right. yeah, I have had people say, yeah, there's this this chaos, this anxiety, uncertainty um, that they're and, that they're dealing yeah. with. Yeah, and I'd love to, if I may, just insert a little thought here, and this may be controversial to some. It seems like it really hit some buttons, so I hope I don't offend too many people or step on too many toes. But oh, one, one perspective, <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> be forewarned, people. Oh, my God, you might hate me, and there you go. Join the club. Um, my perspective is, because I'm, I live so much of my life on the level of dreams because I find it such an empowering place to live because I feel like if you can look at things and change things around and become lucid on the level of your dreams, even if you can't do it while you're dreaming, even if you address a nightmare, a Trump mare after the fact, mm-hmm. it still connects. And I always tell everybody that you're everyone and everything in your dream, which gives you directorial power to change what's happening in your dream. And if you change a dream, even if you just change a dream narrative while you're talking about it in your waking state, you change something fundamentally within you. And that has an outer effect. What happens within us must have some effect out externally. So I tell people that Mm. if you're really upset about Trump being in office, then you've got to look at your inner Trump. He's many people's shadow. He's some people's, he's the opposite. He's somebody who some people really admire in either, either case. I think if, if you embrace your inner Trump and you do that by saying, okay, what does he represent to me in three words? You could say audacious, you could say, um, I don't know, overly, well, I don't know, how would you describe it, Michelle, in three words, not to isolate any listeners, but if you want to go there, <laughs> um, <laughs> putting you on the spot. Uh, uh, well, ego-driven. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know about that, the third word. Let's see, ego, ego and, and I mean ego-driven, but also it's ego and he's driven, which is a good yes. entrepreneur. Right. I mean, he's the American, you, you know, he's the shadow of the American dream, right? Yeah. The okay. So ego-driven okay, entrepreneur. Right. Yes. And I would even say, um, God, I can't even think of the word right now, but somebody who marginalizes women. And so yeah. I would look at misogyny. So yeah. in my, and I've hit misogynist. So I would say, I have to look at my own inner misogynist, my own inner part of my ego that's gone whack and say, okay, how can I understand like that, 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 that exists within me. And if I go deeper than that, yeah. I can say, well, any shadow is really a positive quality that's just turned up 10 notches too high. So underneath yeah. ego driven is just simply driven and underneath, misogynistic is might might be even honoring to the sexes. I mean, underneath it all, there's something Mm -hmm. positive. So that's part of the shadow work 
that can be done in a dream that can help us to heal, not just have these dreams and have them completely freak us out, but to have them become something that heals us and brings us more deeply into our power. That's the whole point of the whole thing from my perspective. Mm, I love that. And I so agree. I mean, like I even said, you know, everything's going to come up to the surface with somebody like him. We're looking at these stereotypes. And I like what you said. We all have a, some bit of that, or even if we don't, we bought into it that it's, you know, yeah. on some level the way to go or to be expected. We, we've con- we've condoned yes. it, and it's now right. all up. Right. No. And while we're on this, normally people, up until up and I was just gonna say, would you suggest people write this out? Like, if I love your idea with the three, you know, words, and then where's that in yeah. me? You know. Yes. Um, and what's good about? Would you say what? Because we. What's good about it? Yes. Okay. Right. Underneath it all. Like, of course, we don't want the extremes. The extreme of being ego-driven is horrible, but underneath it is just fighting for your right to be, fighting for your right to exist. And that's actually life-serving. It's just when it goes Mm -hmm. too far, then then it's Mm -hmm. not good. But But Kelly, um, I love this because you do need – yes, I love this because you do need ego. Bring You know, I remember early in my – metaphysical training one of my teachers said you don't have enough of an ego you need to do ego strength you're like they're like you're like you're yeah they're like you merge all the time you where's your who's michelle i'm like oh really and then the driven there's a positive to be driven right and a positive to be i love what you're suggesting people do i think that's so empowering It is empowering, and and we can do that with any nightmare. And, yes, and I think it's actually there's probably, I would imagine, a lot of people that listen to your show are similar to you in, in, or similar to that, that place on the path of, of having to find themselves and having to own themselves and having to, like, I think yeah. when we're spiritually oriented, it, it, for a time, I think the goal is to let go of our ego and to become part of the oneness and, and to feel the lightness of being of that. And I think that is an important step on the path. But then just like in the hero's journey, it's a full circle where you take that, that lightness, that wisdom, and then you reincorporate it back into the body and then you bring it back home, but you bring it back in with consciousness. So it's not about going backwards and going back to being ego-driven, but it's about having an ego without it having us. And I think if we can do that, then we will, then we become heroes in some way. And our dreams are helping us to do that. And even the funky things in our lives are conspiring on behalf of, of our awakening to borrow the name mm. of your show, which is so great. Thanks. And I love you saying the funky thing, because sometimes we forget that there's <laughs> things that are just odd, bizarre, or delays, or things out of the blue, and it's like, what happened? I was all oh. on track. It was all coming together. Ah, now what happened, you know? Right. Right. Well, it's like the like Debbie Ford, the late great Debbie Ford, who I love so much. Her one of her books was The Dark Side of Light Chasers, and we do us yeah. light chasers. You know, we do have a shadow. In fact, some of the people that I know that are the lightest, that are the brightest, that are the most God beings, some of them have some of the darkest dreams because they yeah. may be doing some of the 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 washing for for other people some of the heavy lifting for other people or they've disowned their shadow and you've got to incorporate it 
I, up until I just want to throw out as an aside, just because it wants to pop through, I've yeah. never spoken out politically ever before, even when I've had strong feelings. And one of the blessings of this presidency is I feel like I've become more bold, which is my way of embracing my inner Trump. Even if people unfriend me on Facebook or hate me or even my own godmother unfriended me for a period of time. Um, But I, I heard Dave Chappelle say something really funny. So this is, uh, this is maybe I'll try to keep my irreverence to um, a minimum, and this will be the last irreverent thing I'll say. May I? No, no, we are irreverent here. We're known for irreverence. <laughs> People like here are so good. You, oh, yeah, my you God. You can do the, the, the belch in church. You can do the <laughs> Oh, okay, here we go. Here's my belch. I just wanted okay, to say something. Okay. I just heard Dave, Dave Chappelle has an awesome comedy show out, and one of the things he said in his show is he's talking about our presidency, and he said that it was just such a shock that he's, but he said his perspective and what gives him hope is we had George Bush in office, which seemed like the worst thing ever. And then out because of George Bush being so extreme out of that, we got Obama and Obama was so magnificent that the extreme had to happen on the other end of the pendulum. We got Trump, but because we've got Trump and because he's so bad, on the other end, next presidency, we're going to have Jesus. <laughs> so, oh, Jesus for president. <laughs> it's going to be that extreme. That's my prediction. I'm, I'm along with Dave Chappelle. Oh, anyway. Yeah, we'll be looking for different qualities. We'll be, we'll, now people know more about borderline personality, narcissists. People will be going, yes. oh, do they have empathy? Do they wait? Let's look at the empathy. Is there empathy there? Yes. Do they give back? Do they, you know, do right. they give to charities exactly. on their own? Yeah, on their own. The bar accord? is right. Yes. Oh, that's exactly. hilarious. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's all. Barbara Marks Hubbard. I just got to interview her, and she said that in her opinion, Donald Trump is one of the biggest evolutionary drivers we've ever had. So yes. God bless him. Talk about disruption yeah. and uh, yes. <laughs> it's getting, and I love it. Getting people bolder, getting out there. Why not? You know, it's uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It makes it all the more fun in our soul playground. I feel like this is all the stuff of the soul. You know, we're all becoming maybe a bit bolder in ways that we needed to, that we were scheduled for. So yay. So true. Now, gosh, Kelly, you're such a prolific writer. I love that you get, you know, your information and sharings out there to help people. What is, I didn't know you had cards, by the way, which looks good. Dream Oracle cards. Love that. Yes. Um, Those are out. And I also have a new Are they out? That'll be coming out in the next. No, no, no. I have, well, the Dream Oracle cards are out now. They've been out for a couple, maybe two or three years. And I have a new one that will be coming out probably in the next three to six months. I'm so excited about those two. So I'll let you know. I'll send you a batch as soon as they come out. Oh. Great. Okay. Because I love cards and I think they're great for people. You know, it's a great tool, yes. um, you know, to see what your perception, projection, you know, you get, get a little bit of objectivity um, in your reading. Yeah. Now, your mm-hmm. chicken soup for the soul, dreams and the unexplainable, yes. when does that come out? That's yes. the most recent Actually, book, Actually, right? it came out. It's, it's out. It came out oh, it about oh. maybe six weeks ago. Yeah. So it is oh, so, okay, on the market right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course, bookstores, Amazon. Um, yep. Everywhere books what are What do you sold. dive into? Um, okay. 
Tell us well, a little bit about sorry. that dreams and the unexplainable. Sure. It's 101 eye-opening stories about premonitions and miracles. And, and many of the stories are dream-centric. And some of them are just about really wild happenings that we put under the, the heading of unexplainable. So um, some of the stories are people that, that literally were diagnosed in a dream with something that they didn't even know that they had. And they looked and they went in and explored it and, and, um, found out that they um, had an illness that they didn't know about and they're alive today to tell the tale. Some people found their soulmate through the wisdom and guidance of a dream. Um, with so many incredible stories. We had thousands of stories submitted and we're only able to pick 101. And as the mm-hmm. co-author on the book, two of those stories are mine plus the introduction. So 99 stories we got to pick. And they're mind-blowing, and they will make you cry and inspire you. And there's so many. I'd love to tell you about a couple of them if you're open to it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, let me see. So which, one of the stories, I just here's just a, a random one. I just am flipping through. Laurel Clark. Yeah. Okay, this is, this, is just, this is kind of a funny story. So she tells the story of um, having, she had to drive cross country and she had really bad back issues. By the time she got home from this two or three day journey, her back was completely seized up and she's asleep and she's just like, she can't even move. She's in so much pain. Um, she has a dream that she's walking backwards and her pain mm. and it, and it helps her with her pain. So she wakes up and she's like, she writes down her dream because she's a dutiful dream journaler. And she's like, okay, that was weird. And every day that she remembers a dream, she, she tries to honor the dream in her waking life, which is something I tell people to do as well. So she literally, just for a few minutes, walks through her house backwards. And she notices that the pain goes away. She walks forward and the pain comes back. She walks backwards and the pain is gone. So she does this, she keeps walking backwards through her house, and she's fine. She walks backwards to her car, gets in her car, and she's fine. She's driving down the road, and she turns on to a random radio station, and it's an NPR affiliate that's in her area. And there's a story being told about these Japanese, or were they Chinese students? I'm so sorry, I can't remember, but it was a study that they did on the benefits of walking backwards and how it can alleviate certain pain and back pain. She's like, what? Never in her (laughs) wildest imagination had she ever heard something so crazy. But then she went on to do research and turns out this is a very strange remedy for back pain. Who knew? And it totally worked for her. So yeah. So something like that, that was just like a, like how the heck, so this is, both a dream and it's unexplainable. Like how, how would you connect those dots? Yes. Amy Newmark, my, my co-author, she's very pragmatic. I'm more of the woo-woo and she's more of, I call myself the airy fairy mm-hmm. and she's the nitty gritty. <laughs> so together we're the nitty fairies. But um, she just says her, pers- her perspective is that we all, and I, and I have to agree with her exact about this as well, but that we all, are so much wiser than we give ourselves credit for. And we know so much more than we think we know. And it's our other than conscious self that is picking up all this data, but we mostly, Absolutely. our conscious mind doesn't really recognize it. So 
our dreaming self, when we have a dream, it's really our, our higher selves giving us information that we already knew, but it's time for us to know it now consciously. So she brings it down into those very brass tacks. I think, you know, that that's true, but I also think there's, there's higher beings at play. I think sometimes we do have angels and we do have um, yeah. ascended masters and beings that give us insight that there's no way we could have known in this world That's and right. we get it through our dreams. So there's just a, there's like and a I think sometimes it's that there. whole, yeah, that it's also that what the science called quantum physics, porous mind. And I think with we have tragedy Ooh. or pain a lot of times. Yes. Where our mind, there's a, becomes porous and we receive the information Ooh. and inside of a guidance. So I think oh, through dreams. Oh God, that's beautiful. I love what? that term. That's new yeah. for me. I, I would. I, I called it having thin walls, but that seems very similar. It kind of makes a tragedy. It's like it kind of is like the bright side of a tragedy. You're becoming porous. Yeah, and- <laughs> porous. And it seems to come through. And mm. it may be that hypersensitivity that happens with some people when you're in that, you know, some form of tragedy, or you need to do something. How do you know which, you know? You're lost in the middle of, you know, the forest. Where do you go? What direction? And you get a flash. You get in something, you know. And it's like, well, how did you right. know that? Or you just, you hear the longitude and latitude and you go that direction on your compass and that's the way out, you know. So it sounds like that. And, and I would imagine people that are in tune with their dreams are connecting with this, you know, part of them or aspect. Um, exactly. You know, as, exactly. As and well. it's interesting. It is, it is a like a voice of guidance that we all have. All of us mm. have dreams. All of us can remember our dreams. But it does seem that some people end up coming into their intuition or their dreams through having had some kind of a, a dark night of the soul or some kind of a challenge. But it, but you don't have to if you're somebody who's listening who hasn't been through something difficult and you're like, well, I want the goodies without having to go through the difficult things. Well, you can you just you have can. to start paying attention to your dreams. You don't have to wait for tragedy to strike. You can you can preempt that by just going after mm-hmm. your intuition and your dreams on your own. It's just that some people don't do it until they have no other choice. And and then right. they're like, Well, I might as well, you know, take my blessings where I can. But I think it's right. it's it's interesting. Some people that are really like the biggest dreamers and some of the most intuitive people I know have been through the most. So it's mm-hmm. one of the upsides of having survived something difficult. Mm-hmm. By the way, something that I do that I started doing when I see people that are going through tragedy, and it speaks to your point, Kelly, where you say you just mm-hmm. pay attention, you don't have to go through this, is I yes. right away do a little prayer, a little thank you for what the person's going through, um, like if a yes. client going through cancer, and so it has a whole new light, look on life, and I'll say thank you. Now I, I can right have that appreciation now even more for what I have in mm. life seeing what this person so I think sometimes these people are instead of running away from it it's reminders like you're saying you don't have to go through the, necessarily the tragedy it doesn't mean that's coming but you can like you're saying pay attention and you know get the information or the inside or the the next level of awakening or awareness without having right. to go through right that's Exactly. I love that you exactly. say that. Think, you don't have to go through it. No, I mean that's. I think there's a lot 
more people coming into their awakening without having to have tragedy just because they're doing it on their own. And I think that's, that's probably the goal is to, is to get there without, it's like um, Michael Beckwith says, pain pushes until inspiration pulls. And I think if more of us just simply get inspired then, then I think we can have all the goodies without going through the difficult things. But yes. either way, as long as we get there, as long as we yes. get there, there's um, one story in the book um, where there's a woman who is who's going. She just she just got a cancer diagnosis, and she's starting a protocol for her cancer. And in her in while her and her husband are asleep, her husband wakes in the middle of the night and he says really loud. And I wish I could remember the name of this. Um, it's it's a, like a 25-syllable word for a certain kind of cancer. And he says oh. it out loud. And he and his wife's like, what the heck is that? He's like, I have no idea. He, so he goes downstairs. He writes it out phonetically the way that he heard it. And he ends up looking it up. And it turns out that it's 1% of cancers or like even a half of a percentage are these kinds of cancers and oh it's lymphoblastoma some xiphoid lymphoblastoma oh. something crazy like that and he said maybe we should have your cancer checked and see if it might be this and so he she his wife goes back for a checkup and they say no 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 it's the kind of cancer that we diagnosed originally it's not the kind that you dreamt about but the husband is unsettled because it was so clear to him in the dream. This word was so clear that he keeps dragging his wife around from place to place to get other opinions. And the fourth place they went to, the person said, yep, she's got this 1% cancer. And the protocol for her is completely different than what she had been oh, taking. So they changed it and it and she's alive, healthy, well. In fact, they had children oh. and she I mean, it's like she would have never gotten pregnant. She would have not probably survived had she been taking the wrong treatment. So that came to him in a dream and he wasn't even trying oh. to dream on it. Obviously, he was connected and he was emotionally um, you know, probably upset about his wife's diagnosis, but I think we really mm-hmm. Uh, when I when I was on the Dr. Oz show last year, we the whole episode was was really focused on people becoming empowered by their dreams and by their very strange premonitions, and to take it into their doctor's office with boldness and with authority, and not with a question mark, not asking the doctor for permission, but saying, "Nope, I got this in a dream. Therefore, we must check it out." And yeah, even if the doctor says, that. "No, no, no," my cat cannabis the woman who I was on the show with, and she was in our other Chicken Soup for the Soul book, Dreams and Premonition. She's a three-time cancer survivor, and all three of her cancer recurrences let her know through a dream. And and there was no detectable signs of cancer at all. And she had all all the mammograms and everything, and there were no outer signs. It was just a persistent recurring dream that was um, her way of knowing. So I think, you know, we don't want to go crazy, but if we have a recurring dream and or if we have a very vivid dream, I think it's worth paying attention to and worth taking action Paying attention to. Now, just, and then I'm going to save a little time. We're going to get to you, Queen. Um, What would you say, Kelly, you're you're awake? You've had, you know, obviously a succession of awakenings and awakening and awakening. Mm -hmm. 
is there a defining <laughs> awakening where you said, oh, gosh, I'm changing, I'm going in this direction, or some mm. aha moment, whether mm-hmm. dream-inspired <laughs> or not, that, yeah, for you? Oh, my Lord. I've had a series of them, and I have had some in my dreams. And in fact, one of them I wrote about in, in the introduction of dreams and the unexplainable chicken soup for the soul that was related to how I knew my husband was the one, even though Mm. my outer self was like, no, I, the other guy I was dating was, you know, fit into my box nice and perfectly. And Dana, my husband didn't fit into my box at all in any way except that that my soul really loved him but my dream was very vivid so that was a dream that 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 awakened me to my path with regards to my love life but I did have um I had uh I call it a mini death experience back in 2008 where I I don't know if I actually died I I know that I was there were paramedics there was I was on oxygen and they were taking me into the hospital um I was on a gurney so it had gotten my my blood pressure had dropped um it was like out of the blue it just kind of almost flatlined but enough to where I was kicked out of my body my my soul my spirit I was not in my body and I went on the wildest ride and I I feel like in a nutshell I saw everything (laughs) I like what oh my god this is what's behind the curtain (gasps) oh my god oh wow if I could just remember what I'm seeing and feeling here and bring this back into my body then I will never have a bad day much less a bad moment ever again I got to see how beautiful what's going on behind the scenes is how loved we are how much love there is and how everything is love it was it was a mind-blowing life-changing experience and I did not want to come back but I did come back into my body because I could sense and feel how I how everyone that was around me was not ever going to get that it was a positive thing that was happening to me and they were they would all be traumatized and I thought I can't I can't communicate to them that this is a good thing that they should be happy for me. Mm-hmm. They won't get it. Humans, why are we so dense? Oh, my God. And yeah, that's that thing right? when somebody we gets do. sick or dies. Right. And I do it, oh. too. I mean, I've lost people since this, you know, a handful of people, and I'm always in tears, and I always grieve, and I always cry. But I, in the back of my mind, I remember, this is ridiculous. Like, I should be having a party right now for them. And a party for myself because I'm connected to them. There's nothing to cry about. And it makes life, even the challenges, just seem like, oh, this ain't nothing. It's okay. It just means any challenge means it's time to turn up the volume on the light a thousand times more. That's it. Mm, It's all good. Beautiful. Well put. Well (laughs) put. And our dreams let us go there. All right. Let's see. Yes. Queen wants to speak. Queen, are you there? Oh, Queen, you're on the line with Kelly. Your phone's a little wiggly, so get in a place where you're coming clear. Coming through. Can you hear me now? We can hear you. It's just a little fuzzy, but we know your spirit is so strong that we can probably still get you. What What's going on, Queen? Yeah. So good to hear your voice. 
listening to you, and I'll speak louder, and hopefully um, it'll be a right thing. Ooh, she's garbled. Ooh, garbled. Queen, maybe you can call back in. I don't know if you're call, you're calling in on either phone or Skype, um, or if you can move to another part of the house that has better reception, that would be good. Is this any better? Hello? That's better. That's better. Coming in clearer. Come on, good. Queen. It's good. Good, good, good. Well, congratulations, Kelly, on your children. I do have your beautiful deck of cards. Oh, and thank you. Garbly. Oh, my, 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 my. But I will say this, and it's so garbly. While I was waiting to speak, even more interpretation of my dream came through to me. So I was just absorbing the energy. Now, if you can hear me, you can let me know, and I'll tell you my Oh, dream. we can hear you so perfectly. Okay, Ooh, we can ahead, hear please. you, Queen. Speak to us. Good. Yes, we can hear I you. I will stay where I am. I dreamed that I was, I would imagine it was my grandmother's house. It felt like a big house. Her house was big. She was sitting in a chair, and it seemed like, um, I don't know, she seemed like she said something like, if we don't do this, if we don't get $27,000, we're going to lose the house. And I'm saying to her, well, why didn't you tell me this? And then I'm, I'm reflecting in the dream. I said, well, I have the money. I can get the money. But then this person came in, this young, um, probably an initiate <clears throat> student, one of my priestesses. She was in the dream, and she said something about having $500. And so that was the crust, the crust of it, the, the possibility of loss, but knowing that I had, had the um, wherewithal to overcome it. But while I was waiting, I remembered, because the chair symbolic of my grandmother she created a youth circle for the, um, the, her, her uh, Masonic temple. She was the first one that created this. So I, I wow. was reflecting. I said, okay, she's sitting, and she was sitting in that throne. And the young lady um, who I connected with this morning, I, I told her she came in my dream time, and she said something about, yeah, I want to connect with you, and I trust you. And I realized then that my grandmother was one of my family members that I knew I could trust. So I'm just going to leave it out there and see if there's anything that I that I missed. Well, I will dive in. Is that okay, Michelle? I'm I'm just going to jump in. Okay, so my my I think one interesting coincidence is when you said your grandmother was sitting in a chair. I envisioned a throne, and then later when you recapitulated the dream, you said she was sitting in a throne, so I thought that was interesting, very regal. And to me, if it were my dream, I I think that there's, it feels like there's something very practical that she's pointing towards. And so I, I always look at dreams from the very literal perspective and then from the metaphoric perspective. So on the literal level, I would look to see like $27,000. That's a very specific number. I would look and and see where there's something that would create stability that needs attention and needs, if not money, what money symbolizes is attention, energy, power, concrete, um, concrete um, connection. But also I, I thought, well, what does $27,000 feel like? What's the energy of that? 
and maybe it's it's an opportunity for your own inner grandmother. I, I always think that every character in our dream is an aspect of ourselves. So if it were my dream, I'd think my inner grandmother, which to me is my inner wise woman, is telling me that I need this $20,000, $27,000. And to me, I feel the energy of $27,000, and it makes me feel like it's I, I need to raise my amplitude. I need to raise my attention, my awareness, so that I can keep the house. And to me, the house could be symbolic of my body. It's something to do with my body of affairs. It's something to do with what houses me, what supports me, what keeps me safe, what what has me be able to function. So it feels like it's an invitation to raise, meaning like raise the wattage, raise the amplitude of of energy, which which can equate to money, and you, the queen character, saying, yep, I got that, yep, I got that. So I feel like this is a, a quote-unquote problem solution all contained within a nice nice package, and I feel like it's, like it's all here, but there's some work to be done. And my question, I know that we've only got a second left, would just be for you to think about, queen, what action you can take to honor this dream. So I pass it back to you, Michelle. Thank you. Welcome. Hmm. Seems like we got a little warbly. Can you guys hear me? Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Wow. Now I can't hear anybody. Hello, Kelly. Yes, I'm here. Can hello? you hear me? Oh, good. I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Good. Um. Um, that was me. I muted myself not to make noise while you were sharing. Oh, I think what got you shared with Queen, yeah, was so amazing. And also, I feel awesome. a lot of people could could hear this that amplitude that you were talking about, and and what is that action step? You know, because it, it sounds like very often in our dreams we do get what's our next level or what's holding us back or how can we expand or amplify, as you say. Um, right. Right. So, when there's yeah, something right? that's missing, it's it's like the quick way to do it is to feel into what the vibration of that thing is and then know, okay, this is where I need to up my game. I need to raise my level of love, light, awareness, inner inner power, and then notice how that has a, a direct effect in the manifesting of whatever that thing is that's needed. 27,000 is very specific. So I think that number, um, I think there's something deeper to dive into if I were her. Like, what does that mean yeah. specifically? What does 27 mean to her? What happened when she was 27? What is, you know, I would explore yeah. the num- the numerology aspect of that. Yeah. Well, in the 27, yes, what happened at 27, and it's also, it's the not numerology, it's a nine, and then all those zeros are infinity, yeah. in, infinity or new beginnings or possibilities, so something completing. Exactly. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, pretty powerful. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kelly, I'm not well, surprised. you got to come back when you get your cards come back and uh, okay anytime but especially when you get your cards and uh we'll share that with the listeners but right now the 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 latest uh book is chicken soup for the soul dreams and the unexplainable and it is out now in all places so tickled to have you back on kelly thanks for um joining us Thank you, Michelle Mache. You are so wonderful. I love playing in your your sandbox, your soul play box, play 
place. <laughs> you're awesome. It is a sandbox. You're amazing. We have been playing, and it's thank you. You are too. And take good care. Awesome. And thank hope you. To so talk much. to you soon. Okay. Sweet dreams. Bye. Sweet dreams. Bye. Oh, what a great, great program. Um, thank you, everybody in the chat. Yes, it was great. Love this. Me too. Great show, ladies. Yes, have an awesome week. And, of course, um, you can find out more information by going to Kelly's website, um, kellysullivanwalden.com. I believe Tamara had put it in the chat. Um, you can Google her. She's everywhere. Um, the dream cards sound amazing. And, of course, her most recent book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and the Unexplainable. And perfect for some of you that I suggested that you read or get insight or inspiration. Be open to the inspiration. You know, programs like this, you know, books that inspire, that guide, that give us tools. Thank you, Pamela. You put it back in the chat. KellySullivanWalden.com. Yes. And, of course, it's Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and the Unexplainable. Um, all right. Thank you, Queen, for calling in. So appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, participants, for co-creating this. Um, also, I do have my Envision. We're going to be doing visioning, uh, meditation processes, and clearing work this Saturday. It's a teleworkshop. You can find out more information by going to soulplayground.life and look at events and happenings. There's a, a little box there that you can click, and there's some descriptions. Or you can go to Eventbrite if you choose to. Um, oh, thank you, Summer, for putting in the chat um, in Eventbrite Envision. Uh, love you all, and of course, as always, continue to shine your light, share your insights, and of course, keep awake. Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows are available on iTunes. For continued awakening conversation and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook and visit Michelle's blog at soulinsightsforspiritledliving.com. That's soulinsights, the number four, spiritledliving.com. Keep awake.